Good morning. It's Monday, November 27th, 2023. This is Herb Morgan, Senior Managing Director and Chief Investment Officer here at Cantor Managed ETF Portfolios. I hope and trust that everyone had a great uh, Thanksgiving weekend. With that, let's uh, let's begin first with a couple of minor disclosures here. The presentation has been prepared by Cantor Fitzgerald Investment Advisors for use with investors and financial advisors who are each expected to make their own investment decisions. Nothing contained herein should be treated as investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The information contained herein is for informational purposes only, no tax advice, et cetera, et cetera. Let's get right into it. In the uh, shortened trading week due to the Thanksgiving holiday and the short trading day on Friday, despite some deteriorating economic data, the stock market continued to rally. Why would that be? Well, it's because the more the economic data moderates or deteriorates, the less likely it is that we'll get further rate hikes, and it's more likely that we will get rate cuts. Currently, there's about a 50% chance we see the first cut in 2024, according to uh, the futures markets. But according to Fed members, voting members speaking, you would think that that would not be happening at all. But of course, that's what they would say because their job is to provide for price stability. So you can see here last week, uh, solid S&P up 1%. Year to date gain in the S&P 500 is now uh, uh, 20% year to date. Pretty amazing. Mid and small cap stocks lagging very significantly behind. There's an interesting article this morning uh, in Bloomberg talking about even high quality big cap dividend stocks falling, lagging behind. Well, it's really been driven by large cap tech. As you all know, we have a sizable position in the S&P 500 ETF, but an overweight to tech through our position in the NASDAQ QQQ ETF, which is a largely tech comprised index. So we're very happy with those results this year. On the fixed income side, Slight decline in the aggregate bond index, the 20-plus year treasury index. Uh, bond returns are sort of modest for the year. It's where you'd expect them to be, where they should be. Uh, high yield has been very, very strong because the economy hasn't slowed. It's beginning to slow, and so now there's a little bit of talk and concern. When the economy slows, what you see is spreads of high yield to ultra-safe treasuries widen out. So we're going to watch those spreads as an indicator of when maybe that recession is finally coming uh, to pass. Economic data released last week started with the conference board's uh, leading economic index. And typically, the leading economic index plunges below zero for a couple of months, and then you see a recession follow. Here, it's been 19 consecutive months below zero, uh, as you can see the crossover right there, without a recession. Eventually, one will happen. We know that. It's a question of when and how to how to sort of position portfolios for that. Uh, existing home sales continue to really disappoint, but prices aren't going down. Sellers just aren't anxious or desperate to sell, um, and buyers aren't or buyers just simply can't afford the higher payments due to higher interest rates. So we're in this sort of locked market, if you will. October existing home sales came in at an annualized pace of 3.8 million. The estimate was for 3.9. That's a 4% decline month over month. Existing home sales are 42% below where they were in that late 2020 peak 
when we had essentially 0% interest rates. So this is sort of excess above trend buying, and this is sort of mean reversion down here. I got to think we're getting somewhere near the bottom. And as uh, rates eventually moderate and come down either next year or in 25, we'll see the volume of existing home sales pick up. Uh, we also had uh, the FOMC, Federal Open Market Committee, meeting minutes released last week for the November 1st meeting, FOMC meeting. And they were chock full of excellent information. Sometimes these meeting minutes don't give you much. Other times they give you a lot. This is one of those a lot uh, meeting minute distributions from the Fed. First of all, they do not expect a recession, but they do expect growth to slow markedly. Well, that's a fine line to draw. Slow markedly in the fourth quarter, where we are right now, and risks, they say, are skewed to the downside. Well, that's code for we're not going to raise rates if growth is slowing markedly and risks are skewed to the downside. But no Fed would ever predict a recession. So the fact that they said there's no recession is silly. Labor market conditions remain tight, and that's true. Weekly initial jobs claims remain low. Continuing claims remain low. But they are say they're, and I pointed this out to you in prior weeks, the JOLTS report is coming down. Um, labor productivity is going up, et cetera. So that is a sign that there's disinflation, inflationary pressure moving out of the economy. Then they say, go on to say that GDP is going to be below potential. Well, that's, again, the thin line between growth and recession, and they specifically call out their own restrictive monetary policy. That's saying for 24, growth is going to be slow to nil, uh, and then rebound, or 24, and then 25, it'll begin to rebound in 26. To me, that's calling for a recession without calling for a recession. Still, Nobody on the FOMC committee was suggesting that we should cut rates because we're still looking at high CPI, PPI, and PCE prints for a month-to-month and a year-over-year basis, so they say rates will be restrictive for some time. They also subtly stated that the fiscal outlet is contributing to the rise in term premiums. That's a very polite economist way of saying that excessive government spending, that's government spending beyond government revenues, deficit financed spending, the fiscal outlook is contributing to the rise in term premiums, contributing to inflation and high interest rates. They're saying it, but they're trying very much not to be political. The two political parties from an economic standpoint in our country are very much divided upon on this subject. On the one side, the Democrats believe from an economic perspective that perpetual but budget deficits are something we can handle, something we can do because of the growth of the economy, because of our position as a world's reserve currency. In fact, many Republic on the Republican side believe that as well, but others on the Republican side believe that there should be the deficit should be used only in time of recession and war. So that's sort of where that divide lies right now. And the Fed went on to note financial vulnerabilities in the system. Specifically, they talked about valuations, valuations of housing, housing prices too high, CRE, commercial real estate prices still too high, and equities, stock market, our world, they thought was a little bit on the high side. So that's sort of code for saying, well, if things correct a little bit more and it serves to wring inflation out of the economy, we're okay with it. We'll probably let it go. Uh, we're, not, we're not looking to prop up any markets right now. 
Moving on to initial claims for unemployment for the week ended November 18th, 209,000. That's incredibly low. Continuing claims for the week ending November 11th, 1.84 million. Also very, very low. We got durable goods order orders for the month of October. Uh, they were down 5.4, significant drop. Uh, the estimate was for minus 3.2. What was more significant, because when you back out that the transportation from the minus 5.4, they're essentially flat, but September revised down another six-tenths of a percent. Uh, it was at 4.6, which was you know a high, for at least for the last couple of years. So that was an interesting thing to see. Consumer sentiment from the University of Michigan continues to go down despite uh, inflationary pressure is definitely waning, abating, declining, however you want to say it. Uh, the people are not yet ready to say, hey, we noticed there's no inflation or we've noticed inflation's coming way down. The number one concern of people uh, surveyed by the University of Michigan was that there is inflation. That remains a very significant uh, concern. We had flash readings from uh, S&P Global on uh, on uh, manufacturing and you can see the S&P Global Manufacturing PMI fell from 50 to 49.4 that's below uh expectations and did we get a services uh we did but it doesn't look like we have a chart for it services came in just above 50 uh and remains in expansion keep in mind manufacturing is about 15% of the economy services about 85% of the um of the economy. This week, we've got a lot of data. New home sales of the month of October, house prices, S&P and FHA still expected to continue to go up despite, you know, very little volume, very little supply. Um, it's just, there's just a lack of supply. So that keeps prices uh, higher. Consumer confidence um, from the conference board, we, we had Michigan last week, Wednesday, third quarter GDP is expected to be revised higher to 5%. The Fed puts out the meeting book called the Beige Book for their December 13th, their final meeting of 2023 on Wednesday. We'll be looking at that. Jobless claims, income, spending, PCE price index, critical, big number there on Thursday, looking at a month-over-month -month increase of 0.1 versus the prior month-over-month -month at 0.4. Uh, imagine if that was flat or even negative, that would probably cause markets to rally. Chicago uh, PMI at 46, that's below the 50 level of expansion. Pending home sales expected to go down again. And then on Friday, we'll get the S&P Global Manufacturing, the final print for uh, manufacturing and uh, non-manufacturing services. Excuse me, ISM and S&P, both on manufacturing services, will come the following week. Construction spending and uh, auto sales wrap out the week. So big, big week for economic data. Not big, really, on the earnings report. It's all about economic data. I think the um, the uh, PCE number uh, is critically important. The board book or the beige book uh, for December 13th is also big. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be back to you again in one week.